0: Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message.
1: Welcome to Celebration. We are a church that desires to reach people with the love, hope, and truth of Jesus and lead them to experience a God-first life.
0: This is how we believe a legacy, and here is how God asked us to build it over the past year.
1: In 2015, we answered God's call to go to war for the next generation and introduced the riot to Jacksonville. Attendance at the riots' weekly gatherings has more than doubled since last year and continues to increase. And so far 3,133 students have placed their faith in Jesus. We've hosted 10 incredible riot nights attended by an average of 1,855 people each night with guests like Rich Wilkerson Jr., Charlotte Gamble and Carl Lentz. In July, The riot retreat gave students the opportunity to disconnect from their world and connect to God. And the result was seriously transformational. We have truly seen an outbreak of passion for Jesus amongst the youth of our church and our city. And we know the best days for the riot have yet to be seen.
0: Because of your heart for the house giving, this year we continued supporting the successful launch of our campus in Orlando. And we're so proud to celebrate that after just six months, Celebration Orlando became completely financially self-sustaining. Last month, they celebrated their one year anniversary with 1,100 in attendance. They are exceeding their goals as a church and making a massive impact in Jesus' name in the lives of people in the Orlando community.
1: Across the globe at Celebration Zimbabwe, weekly attendance across their 18 locations has increased by 15% over the last year, causing them to outgrow their current facility and start planning for a brand new sanctuary in Bulawayo. In addition to providing a place for worship, church volunteers serve meals Monday through Friday to more than 21,500 kids in the area. Also, for those who call Celebration Zimbabwe home, total giving grew by 10% over last year despite the terrible economy.
0: Our friends at Celebration Northern Ireland just celebrated their five-year anniversary, which is a massive milestone for a non-denominational church in Europe. Over the past year, total attendance has grown by 18% and total giving by 11%. They too reached capacity in their current space and completed plans to move into a new, larger facility in January. Your heart for the house giving allowed them to invest in some key personnel and equipment to prepare for this expansion.
1: Back in Jacksonville, we made great headway this year, and with your heart for the housegiving, we'll pay cash for our Orange Park campus land. So far this year, across our campuses in Florida, we have gained 2,509 new members, baptized 1,383 people, seen over 11,500 people on average attend services each weekend, and to date, 14,560 people have committed or recommitted their life to Christ.
0: Thank you for your prayers and faithful giving as we continue to play our part in all that God is doing in our church and in our city.
2: Come on, let's give God a big hand for all he's done so far in 2015, huh? Man, great to see you. We want to welcome you to Celebration. One more time, put your hands together. Let's welcome all of our locations right now and those watching online. We are so glad that you're with us today. And uh, we're in our Legacy Series. And this is the time of year here at Celebration where uh, we really try to focus on what God has called us to do in furthering the gospel and expanding his church moving forward, you know, and we're about to head into the holidays and it's a real busy time and it's so, so important at this time that, uh, that we remember to focus on what's important, that people matter to God. How many of y'all, hey, those were some pretty overwhelming numbers up there, weren't they? I mean, it some pretty, I just want to remind you, sometimes you look at numbers and you're like, wow, you know, the this many thousand saved and this many thousand coming to church and all that, remember that uh, every number is a soul and that every soul matters to God. And that as we're moving forward as a church, man, that's what God's called us to do. It's the mission of Jesus to, to reach people and to seek and save the lost and to go and make disciples. That's, a, that's what we're called to do. And so what we have here at Celebration every year, this time of year, you know, we'll do a series for a few weeks. And then on the first Sunday of December, we have what we call our Heart for the House Offering where we ask everyone to pray. We want you to pray going into this offering and bring your very best offering over and above your tithe, the very best offering uh, that you can that Sunday uh, to further the mission of Jesus and to to further the gospel. Now, a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Robert Morris talked about tithing. So if you're not tithing, tithing would be the first step for you. For those of you uh, who tithe, um, then your your step would be giving an offering over and above that tithe that many of you do. Last year, uh, we took in over a million dollars just in that one offering, over, I think it was $1.2 million cash. Come on, can you give God a big, big hand for that? And... Uh, So we're really excited about this Sunday because what we're gonna do uh, in these next few moments, we're gonna show you where God has called us to expand going into next year. Now, I want you to remember last year, remember God called us to go to the youth. I shared that vision with how God spoke to me in prayer that the battles for the youth, if you go for the youth, everything else will line up and that's how riot was formed and you saw all those numbers from riot and just all the great things that God is doing in our students. We also launched Celebration Orlando. Can you believe Celebration Orlando's over a thousand people already in just one, just one year? And then of course, we have, we have the, the land out there for our Orange Park uh, campus that we purchased right there on the interstate on 295, a great piece of property. So I wanna thank you because guess what? Because of your faithful giving, we were able to do all that God called us to do last year. Can you give God a, a big hand for that? So, all right, are y'all, re- are y'all ready to see what we're doing? Going into 2016, are you ready? Now look, listen, this is some big stuff. So this is kind of, we're not only looking into 2016, but also some into 2017. And for the first time ever, um, all of our campuses are expanding. Arena, Orange Park, uh, uh, St. John's, and then even overseas. You saw there Zim is getting a new central campus. Northern Ireland is moving into a big uh, community center. And then we have some really exciting new campuses that we're going to be launching as well, Okay, so let's, uh, you're, you're gonna get this. This is a great um, brochure that we're handing out. You're gonna get this on the way out, Heart for the House. I'll kind of uh, give you a little bit of, of, of an, an update, some extra info you can read along um, from what I talk about right now. But why don't we go ahead and let's show what is going on. Let me see how this all kicks all fear. Okay, does everyone remember last year? Listen, this is real, real important, okay? Last year, God spoke to us about creating a gate or a wall around the city. How many of you remember that? Okay, it was real, real, real specific. Jesus said this Jesus said, I will build my church. Everybody say, My church. I hope Celebration Church is your church. You've got ownership in this church. Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And, and just, you can think of your, your yard. If you have a fence around your yard, what is that fence designed to do? It's designed to keep certain things in and keep certain things out. And so what we want to do is we want to build a wall, a gate around the city with seven strategic campuses, a hub and six more around the city here. And we are going to build a gate a wall and we we're gonna pray the presence of God in and come on, we we're gonna pray those evil influences out. We're gonna pray revival for our youth in and we're gonna pray all the, the sin and garbage out. And So, so listen, we're, we're, we're well on our way. So let's, let's talk about what we got going on here. Okay, first, right here at the arena, guess what we're doing, we're finishing the arena. Everybody say finish. And here's how we're finishing the arena. What, what we've realized is we, we, we've totally maxed out our kids' space, so we're gonna add on a whole new state-of-the-art kids' wing here. Uh, right on, on this section over here, we're also adding a 400-seat annex. Come on, you moms with babies, I've been thinking about you. Ever since John Wyatt banned you from the sanctuary, your pastor, ever since Pastor John Wyatt I mean, I, w- I was in Africa helping the poor. I come back and John has kicked all the, kicked all the moms with their crying babies out, so. <laughs> so we, ha- we have a 400 seat annex. We're gonna be going ahead and, 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 and doing the parking in the back, back lot with either concrete or gravel or something like that. We're gonna cut some of those curbs. Come on, how many of you popped a tire for Jesus trying to pull out on those sharp? Sharp curbs now. Now, don't send the church that bill, okay? That's, that's you suffering for the gospel. But, uh, but really what this is, church, let me tell you what this is. This is taking um, our vision for the riot and we're keeping the riot. We're going all out for riot again this year, e- even more. That, that's, a bit, that's, that's, that's here to stay. But now what we wanna do is we wanna move that down a generation into our kids and wait till you see the curriculum that we're doing for all of our children. And so, so we're, we're starting. So we're really excited about our kids space here at the arena and just kind of finishing everything out. Okay, let's, so, so there's that. So let's talk about, where's Orange Park? Yeah, so, OP, you guys knew the, know the, the new building at um, Orange Park, and we're believing, ready for this? We're believing to start that this year, okay? This year, like, quickly, and here's the thing, we're not going to the bank, okay? In fact, we've paid off three million of our current debt, and our goal is we wanna build. I hope y'all are, I hope y'all are clapping over there, Orange Park. Cause I'm coming out there tonight for OP vision night. So bring your wallet. Okay, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, so this is just a great picture of Orange Park. It's just gonna be a state of the art campus. And, and yeah, we're believing God to build that uh, for cash and begin that this year. So let's go on to the next thing real quick. Uh, Julington Creek we're, we're changing the name here because St. John's is big and we might have another uh, campus in the St. John's County eventually so Julington Creek we're finishing out Julington Creek uh, it looks like that that warehouse is is kind of our place to sa- stay so we're going to uh, expand the sanctuary it'll seat 500 we're going to do more kids space uh, do the parking lot out there so we're really really excited about that okay and so now are you ready here here comes the new stuff everybody say new stuff all right, okay, a retreat center. Listen to this, I, I'm not even sure how this has happened, but somehow, okay, so, so what's going on here? What it looks like, this is, uh, this is about two hours from Jacksonville, it was, uh, it was formerly called Honey Lake Plantation. Come on, where my brothers at. We took that plantation out to name, you know what I'm saying? So we but what this is what this is, I, I had to meet with the CBC at celebration. Y'all know what that is? The Celebration Black Coalition. I had to James Price is the president out there at OP. He consults with me so I can keep my, my popularity numbers. High, my approval ratings, high. So let me tell you what a miracle this is. This is about 700 acres. See that church there? That church will be ours. We'll also be starting celebration, Honey Lake there. That stain, don't go to, that's my hunting room. Don't be showing them my hunting room. You're supposed to think this is just for retreats. It is really. This stained glass is some of the, it it is, I'm sorry, the oldest stained glass in the state of Florida. Oldest stained glass. It's got a beautiful chapel. We'll finally have a place where we can do weddings. Uh, We can do marriages out there. It sleeps about 200 people. Every year we spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on retreats here at church. And this, just through a divine relationship, has kind of dropped uh, in our lap, and so we feel that this is a God opportunity because you know freedom is a big part of uh, of who we are here at Celebration, and so now we're going to able, you know, we're going to be able to really do these freedom retreats, a lot of freedom retreats for our youth, where they'll be, they'll be separated guys uh, and and girls, and they'll go on these one night freedom uh, retreats. Listen, our young people need to get delivered. They're into all kind of. So it, it sleeps 200, it's got cabins, it's got a lodge, it's got a lake. Okay, you can show them that room. Oh, they skipped it. Yeah, so, so like that's, that's one of the lodges. All that stuff is staying. They're just, they're just yeah, keeping all of that. Yeah, isn't this great? Imagine yourself in one of those kayaks. Look at the church, y'all. It's got like a church bell. How about that? Y'all don't think we're traditional here at Celebration? I'll tell you, when your friends tell you we're just one of those loud uh, contemporary churches with all that loud music, you tell them we have the oldest stained glass in the state of Florida and one of our campuses have a, a ding, 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 ding. You ring it. But the great thing is, with all of our retreats, our marriage retreats, it's awesome. So, so we'll be able to do them on the weekend, and you can just go to a celebration campus right there on the retreat uh, center. So, what are, you, are y'all excited about that? It's like it's like a miracle, <laughs> miracle. So it's right, it's right uh, down um, I ten. About thirty, uh, uh, it's about two hours. It's it's about thirty minutes before you get to Tallahassee. And um, man, so we're, we're, we're believing God for that. And I'll give you some more details on it later, but it's just a, a real God deal. So uh, yes, God, it's just, it's just amazing. It's like one of those too good to be true deals, but that, that's Jesus. Isn't he? He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we were thinking, could think or ask. And uh, I mean, we are working with, with, uh, Paul on, like, man, this l- l- land like an hour from here. maybe we can build one cabin that can sleep eight people, and we can start off with that. And here is a, a, a 700 acre resort that sleeps 700 uh, people with a church and all of that. And so let's, let's keep going. OK, what's, what's our next expansion? Come on, celebration beaches. How about that? Some of y'all live out at the <laughs> beach. We've been believing for this for a long time. We've got a few options out there. Can't really tell you where they are, but they're out there. So get ready, call all your surfing beach friends and tell them it's on, okay. And the next, is this the one? Yes, this is the big one everybody. Are you ready for this? Celebration Church Regency Mall. Regency Mall. How about that? Regency Mall. 2,000 seat sanctuary. It is going to be absolutely amazing. So I want you to think about this. If you look at the city of Jacksonville, the three most densely populated areas in Jacksonville or right where our new campus is gonna be in Orange Park, right here where the arena is and right there at Regency Mall. And if you know about Regency Mall, Regency Mall, is, it, it, it's an icon in this city and there's a lot of renovation going back into that area. It's very important to the city and man, we're gonna be able to do so much there, so much in the terms of outreach. We're gonna have so much space We've got like escalators in this thing, you know what I'm saying? Somebody have to be, be like riding up and down the escalator. I got to get you off the escalator to come to church. You know what I'm talking about? But it's gonna be—I mean, it's just oh, y'all got to give God a hand for that. It's just—it's just a miracle. It's a miracle. It is a, a miracle, and so. Obviously, all these things cost money. So just in case, look, if you're just wondering like, you know, you you hear those things out there like, you know, the, the church wants my money, the church wants my money, let me be real clear about that. Yes, we want your money, okay? And so does the Republican Party and Democratic Party and the Florida alumni and the Florida State uh, alumni, and so does publics down the street, and so does the restaurants, and so does everybody else. And so do all the businesses that you guys own. okay? But here's the thing. what I, I really I don't want your money, what I want is your heart. I want your heart for Jesus. I want your heart for the house. because if God has your heart, if God has your heart, the money will follow. But these are big. So if you can imagine the city, can you see that gate starting to form after Regency and the beaches? And then we have Jolington Creek. We, we have uh, Orange Park. Uh, we have this campus here at the arena. I mean, we're, we're, we're five out of seven. I mean, we're getting there, church, and we're gonna be obedient to what God has called us to do. So how many of you are excited about that? You excited about that? I hope you are. So I just need, listen, I just need everybody praying. Here's what I like to say. I just need you to pray and give what God tells you to give. Okay. It's all about praying and obeying. Obedience is the greatest weapon that you have. Okay, listen, the, the enemy doesn't like this. Okay, that's why Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. That means that, 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 that hell is gonna be fighting the church. He doesn't want this gate around the city. He doesn't want us to reach another. God, if we've had 14,000 salvations, he, he doesn't wanna see that number going up. He doesn't wanna see all these thousands and thousands of teenagers getting fired up for God. He, he doesn't wanna see that. Listen, listen to me, Listen. Heaven and hell are real. They're real. I don't have to talk about what happened over the last couple of days in Paris to let everybody, we all understand where the world is headed with what's going on. And this can be the greatest days for the church. If God's, you don't have any reason to fear, you have every reason to rejoice. Because the darker the world, The darker the world gets, the brighter the church is gonna be, and the more real that the hope of Jesus is. And as everything gets crazy and chaotic, listen, God can thrive in chaos. He just needs a people who are willing to obey him. And I really believe this. I believe that some of you, in this Heart for the House offering, you're gonna give the biggest offering that you've ever gave. I believe that as you give that biggest offering, it's gonna be a a thing of obedience between you and God. And I think that there's gonna be a huge blessing and a miracle and a breakthrough that God is gonna give you because of that obedience. Okay, it's real, real clear. I don't need to get into the scriptures and Malachi and elsewhere and and all that and how Paul exhorts the, the church to excel in giving, but I'm telling you, if you understand the power of putting God first in your finances and being obedient in the area of offerings. Look, when it comes to this, these are souls. These are people. There's real people attached to this. And just like we learned last Sunday, God has called us to build Father's houses all over the city So that the lost can come home, can I have a good amen to that? All right. Okay. Are y'all ready to get into the word real quick? Can you listen? Are you with me? You're gonna make sure you look. Make sure you pick uh, one of these up on the way out, and uh, I'm gonna pick up where we left off last week. And I know we don't have a lot of time, but come, come on. We have enough time. Wasn't that good last week? I was, look, it was, I was, I'll say it's good preaching even though I preached it. It's just so, it's so the father's heart. And just to kind of give you a little bit of review about last week, remember we talked about that the lost son came home and that the first thing that happened, the father ran out there and embraced him and that represented God's acceptance. God accepts you for who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter where you're from, no matter what's happening in in your life, he unconditionally loves you and accepts you. And God's house, what we're building and expanding all over the city, that's what God's house should represent. That's what God's house should be, be like. Then he put a robe on him. That represents righteousness. In other words, that you can be in right standing with Jesus, not because of what you've done or haven't done, but just because of Jesus' sacrifice for you on the cross. Listen, the blood of Jesus forgives you of all your sin. You can have a real relationship with God. I think that's one of the, the great truths of the gospel, that it's like if, if the world only knew that, like it's, it's a real relationship. Like you can know God. You can know God. You can find freedom. You can discover your purpose and you can make a difference with your life. So he gave him that rope. Then remember, he gave him a ring. That represented authority, that he had authority in Jesus' name, that he could be free, that he could overcome. Then he gave him the shoes. That represented provision that God will provide for all of your needs. And then of course, he killed the fattened calf And that represented celebration. And we talked about that God's house last week, that God's house, it's a place of embrace, that God embraces you. He rejoices over you and he celebrates you. And a lot of time when we think and we'll have this happen at the end of our service today, just like we do every day, which by the way, was that a rhyme? Which by the way, you ought to be grateful that you go to a church where every single Sunday, lost come home, people find Jesus. I'm just saying this is what the church is all about. It's it's a place of embrace and it's a place of celebration where God is rejoicing over you. A lot of times we think you know people come and they give their lives to Jesus and they get saved. And that's when the party happens and all of heaven rejoices like we read about last week and all of heaven rejoices and then they leave and then like the party ends. But what did we see last week? The Bible says the party began, but it never ended. And that's because God and heaven is still rejoicing over each one of you from the day that you surrendered your life to Jesus until now and then when you go to heaven. And that's why we're called Celebration Church. Why? Because God's house is a place of celebration. We're not not celebrating our problems or what's wrong with the world or anything like that. Man, we're celebrating God and his goodness and his heart. So let's kind of pick up where we left off last week. All right. Are y'all ready? Because I got to roll through this in like 13 minutes, all right? So y'all, let's go. Give me some scripture up here. Y'all wake up back there. Let's. Okay, but his Father, we, this kind of going in from the review, this Father said to the servants, quick, everybody say quick. Quick. Aren't you g- glad that, that God restores you quick? I don't care what you've done, He forgives you quick. He has mercy on you quick. Come on, fist bump somebody and say quick. Quick, quick. Quick, quick. God forgives you quick. So you need to be quick to forgive. Uh Uh-oh. To have mercy. Look, bring the finest robe in the house. Put it on him. Get a ring for his finger, sandals for his feet. Kill the, the, the calf. We have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead and was now returned to life. Look, he was dead, he's returned to life. Remember that. He was lost, but now he's found. Look, so the party began. God loves a party. He loves celebration. I want to remind you the very first miracle that Jesus did is when he turned uh, water into wine at a wedding in Cana, this was the. You ever thought about that? Jesus' first miracle. He didn't heal somebody. He didn't raise somebody from the dead. His first miracle was at a party, when the wine ran out, and he turned the water into wine. What you think about this? Wine in the Bible it represents two things. Okay, it re- represents joy and it represents redemption. And what Jesus was saying is that as long as it's His house. There will always be joy because there will always be redemption in Jesus. Now, don't go drinking a bunch of wine, all right? Don't be going out here like, Pastor said, we need a lot of wine around here. We're celebrating redemption. Okay? You know yourself. If you have an addiction thing, you need to stay away from all that. It'll kill you. If not, you need to keep Moderation. You just, I'm not going to go there, all right? Just, we're moving on, all right? Look, meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, look at this. He heard music and dancing in the house. He heard music and dancing. He heard celebration. You see, celebration has a sound. Redemption has a sound. Mercy has a sound. Forgiveness has a sound. It's tangible. It's authentic. You can feel it. Acceptance has a sound. He heard the music, he heard the dancing. He was like, this man, there's, there's a sound coming from the house. It's a sound of celebration. See, religion does not like celebration. And that whole thing, what music and dancing, where do we get this, this, this idea that dancing's not God? You know what I think? People that say dancing is not God are from people who don't know how to dance, they have bad dance moves, they use it, they use it. They use it as an excuse because they are too afraid to throw down. Mm. Now look, I'm not talking about any of the, you know what I'm saying. I'm not talking about none of that bump and grind and shake your and You know what I'm saying. I'm just telling you, music and dancing have always been part of God. You go to a Jewish wedding, I mean, it's always been, God's always been a God of celebration. That's why people, that, that's why we go back to talking about happiness. That's why people, they, they don't associate God and happiness in the same sentence because they're not happy with themselves. So they just assume that God must not be happy with them. And I'm telling you that God's just waiting for them to come in and experience his goodness and so that they can experience happiness. So look what he says. He says, look, so he asked one of the servants, what was going on? What's going on in that Celebration Church? They must be compromising because they're growing. That Celebration Church, they must be doing something wrong because there's all these people getting saved. Ooh, I might be getting on a soapbox. You know, Jesus, huge crowds follow Jesus. I'll may, I, I think it's more biblical to say this, that wherever the true life and presence of God is, multitudes of people are gonna be attracted to that. Look, your brother's back. He was, uh, your brother's back. He was told your father's killed the fattened calf, we are celebrating because of his safe return. Keep going. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in, he wouldn't participate. Something's wrong, something's wrong with that. Something's wrong with that, church, I'm protesting. They're not serious enough, watch, watch, watch. This is wrong, that we should not be celebrating because that son, or, or, or the older brother would say, my brother, he's been bad, he's not been good enough. It's wrong to have this celebration It's wrong to just let all of his bad stuff be forgotten. This is wrong. He's not been good good enough. This is what the older brother didn't understand about his father's heart. This is what the older brother didn't understand. This is what religion doesn't understand about the church. This is what religion doesn't understand about the gospel. And that is this. The gospel is not about bad people becoming good It's about dead people becoming alive. Oh, you can clap to that right there. What did the father say? Remember what, what the father said? Father said, hey, we must celebrate. Why? My son was dead. Now he's what? Alive. He didn't say, my son was bad. And now he's good. He said, no, my son was dead. And now he's alive. I want to tell you that the church should be a place where the dead come in and a resurrection happens. Right, look, right in the father's house not just a resurrection in terms of salvation, dead people uh, come in, uh, the the dead come to life. But look, God wants to resurrect some of your dreams. He wants to resurrect some of your marriages. He wants to resurrect some of your businesses. He wants to resurrect that, that purpose back in your life. He wants you to get your mojo back. He wants you to get your zeal back. He wants you to start understanding who you are in Christ. He wants you to get that condemnation. All for you. You know what religion wants? You know what the older brother wanted? We shouldn't be celebrating. He needs to be confronted. He didn't realize that God's house is not a house of condemnation. It's a house of celebration. While we all have our issues, yes, we're all moving forward. Yes, we we all progress in holiness and and we pursue freedom in Christ and those things like that. But at the end of the day, what God wants is a celebration of the dead coming to life. And if the church loses that vision, the church will cease to be a church of life. And it will go in to being irrelevant, social club, political, whatever it is, boring. (laughs) And you know what? They'll look at churches like the Father's house and they'll say, that's wrong, too much joy too many people they're not preaching holiness enough look keep going look what he said he said all these years I've slaved is that the attitude of a son slaved slave for you look and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to do I don't believe that but he said it and in all, <laughs> really? Anybody's kid did every single thing you ever told them to do? You know what religion does? It puffs you up, man. Puffs you up with pride. You, got, you get that big log, get that big log out your own eye. Look, and in all that time, look, you never gave me even one young goat Them young goats were part of the party. You never gave me one young goat for a feast with my friends. Look, yet when this son of yours, see not my brother, this son. Church, I hope that we never have, in this church, watch, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. It's not not divisions, it's not, says, look, when this son of your comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. His father said to him, look, dear son, you've always stayed by me. Everything that I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day. Remember what I, last week, what was the sermon title? The happiest place on earth. We had to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. See, somehow, once again, the older brother had this idea. It was this kind of thing like, man, look, you've got resources. You, 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 you should spend some of those resources like here with me on my stuff. Like, like here's what he didn't understand what the father was prioritizing was, look, our resources. The fattened calf, the cost, the party, all that kind of stuff. Look, resources are spent on the lost coming home. Resources are spent on dead people coming to life. The father said, everything I have is yours. You know what he's kind of saying? He's kind of saying this. He's like, hey, look, you're good. Church, when we give that offering on the first weekend in December, understand it's for those who are not yet here. Cynthia, you're, you're good. You have a seat. Like, like we're good, right? But what we're giving towards is not us. We're giving towards those who aren't yet here. And that's why, and I gotta hurry and get to this. Guess what? Jesus keeps preaching. He goes into Luke chapter 16, and he starts preaching about stewardship. Same message He talks about reaching the lost, and then he starts talking about money. He starts talking about stewardship, and I'm gonna kinda wind it up for you right here. He says, look, here's the lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then when your earthly possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. Guess what, in this offering, you have the opportunity to use your wealth, your worldly wealth, that money's gonna be used to build houses for God and to reach people. Guess what? You're gonna make eternal friends. And when you get to heaven, I'm not ready yet. Don't even try to come up here and bring me down. Don't, you rain in on my parade. Y'all just hang, hang, I see you back there, McDuffie. I know this was your uprising. All right, give me, I got, give me three more minutes. <laughs> Look, do you see this here? Is everybody seeing what Jesus is saying? What does it say? Use your money. Translate your money into souls. And they'll tell you when you, when you, when you meet them in heaven, they'll basically say, thank you, thank you for giving. It was that uh, you, you gave and at that campus, someone invited me to church and I went in and, Gave my life to Jesus. Keep going. Look what he says. If you're faithful in the little things, you'll be faithful in the large ones. But if you are dishonest in the little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. If you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the riches of heaven? And if you are not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? Let me tell you, Who does the tithe belong to? God. It's God's. What God's saying, look, it's, it's interesting. A lot of times we talk about, can we trust God? You know what the real question is? Can God trust you? Mm-hmm. Look, who will trust you with your own? Keep going, look. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other. This actually means like not choose. It's not like, he will either hate the one and love the other or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. Look, you cannot serve both God and money. Now the original translation is is the word mammon, okay? So back in Bible days, mammon, many times, wealth and greed was personified in a deity and that deity was called mammon. So God's saying, basically, look, either I'm gonna be Lord of your life or your money is gonna be Lord of your life. And this is what mammon does, this is what money does, and this is why it's such a competitor for the hearts of people with God. See, money promises you things that only God can give you. Did you hear what God said? If I can't trust you with this, well how can you be trusted with the true riches? Watch, money promises you true riches, but it can't deliver. Money can't give you joy. Money can't give you the true riches of peace. Money can't give you, come on, the true riches of the presence of God. Money can't deliver on that. Only God can deliver on that. That's why these things like tithes and offerings, it's tied into, it's about your heart. It's about who is Lord of your life. It's about who are you trusting in for true riches. And what's gonna happen over the next few weeks, I'm telling you this, you're gonna hear two voices. You're gonna hear the voice of mammon regarding this offering. Or or, or if you haven't started tithing yet, you'll hear the voice of mammon. You know what that voice of mammon? It's a voice of fear. You don't have enough, or you need, or greed, or whatever it is, there's two voices. It's a voice, it's based in fear, it's based in greed, it's based in what's gonna happen, scarcity, All of those things. Well, the church didn't need my money or this or that or whatever. It's it's that voice of mammon. That's why I'm asking you to tune into the voice of God because the other voice will be the voice of God that'll be full of faith, that'll speak to your heart. Whoa, Lord, how am I gonna obey? How am I gonna give that? It'll be an issue of what? Trust. And when you obey God and you trust him with your finances, that's when God will bless you, not only with money, but true riches. That's what he's talking about here. You can't serve God and money. Church, I'm asking everyone here today, let's make the decision of the kind of people we're going to be and the kind of lives we're gonna live and the impact that we're gonna have. And over these next few weeks, let's remember what's important and I want every single person to pray and ask God what they're supposed to give. Because I'm telling you, the parties began and it's gonna keep growing and getting bigger and bringing in more people. Okay, now y'all can start, now y'all can, y'all, now y'all can start. Now, because that's God's heart. Bow your head, bow your head with me. All of our locations, bow your head real quick. I want to ask you this. If you say, Stovall, today I'm making the decision. Listen, please don't, don't move around too much. Don't move around too much. If you say, Stovall, today I'm making the decision, watch. I'm gonna be faithful with my worldly wealth. For some of you, that first step is tithing or following through on that commitment. For others, it's praying and asking God what you're to give on that Heart for the House offering the first weekend in December. I'm, not a- I'm just asking you to pray and to be faithful, faithful with your money, full of faith, obedient to God. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you just say, Stovall, By the grace of God, I'm going to be faithful with my finances and put God first. Will you just raise your hand right now, wherever you are. Hands are going up all over the place. Lord, I just thank you that today we're committing to you as Lord of our lives, not our money. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of building your house. Lord, it's a place of celebration. God, we thank you that your house is not about bad people becoming good. It's about dead people becoming alive and Celebration will always be a church. I pray we're always a church that has your heart, God, where people can come, where the lost can come home and we give you all the thanks and we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen.
0: Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.